This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 29th of September in your Squiz today, facing a global energy crisis, the threat of Al-Qaeda, the ACCC want action on Google's ad dominance, and Fat Bear Week is back. This is your Squiz today. If a global pandemic hasn't been enough to contend with over the past 18 months, a global energy crisis could be on the horizon, Claire. There are a multitude of factors right now from Asia to Europe that are coming together to create critical shortages, all of which could have flow-on effects for the global economy. Let's start in China. It's estimated that as much as 44% of China's industrial activity has been affected by current energy shortages. And Some of the reason that that's happening is a self-imposed toughened stance on emission standards. China has made all sorts of commitments to limiting emissions as part of its commitments to limiting climate change. So some of that has come from the government. But what analysts say is the other big problem for China at the moment is a big shortage of coal to fire power generators. And that has a lot to do with China's ban on Australian coal. Uh, That happened during its ongoing crankiness with our government. And if we then go over to Europe and the UK, they're heading into a colder than usual winter and prices for natural gas there are going through the roof. They have risen by 400 to 500% in the last year across Europe and UK. There's been a growing concern about the natural gas supply there and a crisis has been building. Uh, What analysts say is that's down to countries trying to outbid one another for gas supplies, uh, particularly as we come out of this pandemic era and wanting to fire up economies. But Russia's also playing lots of political games. It has a lot of gas that it exports to Europe and it's limited that supply. Uh, There's also growing concerns that because of that gas supply from the north that poorer nations could really get caught up in those price hikes. The UK is also facing petrol and diesel shortages. It's coming up in the news a bit. Our modern world runs on fuel and electricity and there are fears that what's going down across these shortages is really going to have an impact on every corner of the global economy. And look, across all that we've just talked about, there's no simple cause and there's no simple fix to any of that. But of course, uh, when you look at energy production, it's very strongly linked to climate change and to that debate about reducing emissions. So all of that will be up for discussion between world leaders as they gather in Glasgow in November. Of course, for that COP26 Climate Change Summit. If all of this has you feeling a little overwhelmed, we've got you covered with this week's Shortcut Claire. You and Kate tackle why COP26 is such a big deal. Yeah, that'll be out tomorrow. So keep an eye on that. It does get across all of these very big terms and what they all mean. We're going to be talking a lot about it in the coming six weeks. That is for sure. Stand by for that shortcut tomorrow. Over to the US and two top military personnel have faced questions in Congress over the withdrawal of US troops from Afghanistan and they have a warning, Claire, about a possible return of al-Qaeda. Yeah, General Mark Miley and Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin have been questioned in Congress. It's really the first time that they've had to front up and talk about what happened with America's withdrawal from Afghanistan. The picture isn't very pretty. What Austin said is that the speed at 
moment which Afghanistan's National Guard crumbled was a real shock to the US. He said, and this is the quote, we helped build a state but we couldn't forge a nation. Uh, That really goes to a lot of the commentary that we've seen over the last month or so about those national forces not willing to fight back against the Taliban and that saw them get into Kabul very quickly. What Miley said was also very concerning. He said that al-Qaeda terrorists in Afghanistan could threaten America in as little as 12 months. He also said that the Taliban has not broken ties with that terror organisation. It could see America launching counter-terrorism missions in Afghanistan if necessary back home and house prices is something we cover a fair bit here at the squiz specifically the current record high house prices as well as the record low interest rates the combination of these two things means we could be heading for a bit of a financial disaster for treasurer josh frydenberg it means a crackdown on home loans could be on the cards and that's something that's being talked about between policymakers and regulators at the moment about the state of that market even the international Monetary Fund has asked our regulators to try and cool the boom. So there's issues, of course, with that high surge in home prices and housing affordability. What Frydenberg has hinted at is putting some limits on lending that would maybe see debt to income ratios bought in and it would make it harder for Australians to take out really big home loans. We'll wait and see what that looks like, but it has been something that's been done in the past to try and cool a boom. Yeah, these are called implementing macro prudential settings. There's your finance word for the day. <laughs> As you say, it would address the risks around rising household debt, which of course have those flow on risks for the economy. On to tech news now, and we know Google is big, but now the ACCC, the consumer regulator, is saying that Google's size and its subsequent dominance in advertising is harmful to Aussie businesses and consumers. And ACCC boss Rod Sims wants to take action, Claire. Yeah, the ACCC's been really involved in looking at the big tech companies and how they operate in Australia. What this report is, is a direct look at Google and how it operates in the market, What Rod Sims says the ACCC has found is that it really does use its power to reduce competition and that, of course, has bad effects for consumers and for businesses. Uh, He also says that they have a lot of data and they use that data advantage over their competitors. So what he wants is the government to give him and the ACCC the power uh, to be able to regulate that kind of behaviour. He says that it's really up to the ACCC and the Treasury Department to look at what it can do to try and get better outcomes for businesses and for consumers. There are times in the ad tech industry where Google can act on behalf of both the advertiser, so the buyer, the publisher, who's the seller, and then also operate the ad exchange. So that's an example of that dominance. For its part, Google says that it delivers benefits to both consumers and businesses. Hamsters and cryptocurrency aren't a typical pairing, but a rodent called Mr. Gox is making waves in the financial community, hopefully mostly for a laugh and a bit of lockdown entertainment. But Claire, essentially, there's a hamster that is set up in a little hamster office, and based on what he does, he makes crypto trades. What he does is he comes down from his apartment into his office. He runs on what's called an intention wheel, and that picks the cryptocurrency that he wants to trade, uh, and then 
he runs through one of two tunnels, either one for buy or one for sell. And look, he hasn't always had great results. June, his first month was a bit <laughs> rough, but when you look at September, he's getting really big returns. So just goes to show you it's really a hamster's game. His lifetime career performance is up about 20%. So take from that what you will about the trading game. (laughs) There are huge disclaimers over his very popular social channels that this hamster does not offer financial advice. But if you're after a laugh, it's a good one. He's even got his own little computer. He's very set up. Yeah, he's a professional hamster. I'll pop a link (laughs) in your episode notes. Squeeze the day, Claire. What are you keeping an eye on? Oh, look, it's only one of the best days of the year as far as I'm concerned. It's the start of Fat Bear Week. <laughs> I know you count down to this what, one. <laughs> what it is is uh, really a competition between bears in the Katmai National Park and Preserve, which is in Alaska. Uh, what they do there is they pit bears against each other virtually, not not in, mm. in real life. <laughs> not wrestling, you know. <laughs> and you get online and you vote who is the fattest bear of the park. Um, they're in the period, of course, as they head into winter to hibernate of getting really, really fat. So it's a lot of fun. And what it does is really shine a light on uh, preserving wildlife and, you know, connecting people to the bears. So there you go. It's done it for us. Oh, it's a huge favourite at the Squiz. Love looking at which bear has done the best job of chunking up over summer. (laughs) The whole thing, the winner will be announced in a week. I'm sure we'll be back to tell you about it. We might leave it there. I'm not sure you can top going out on Fat Bear Week. Have a good one. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN.com forward slash squiz today.